All right. Hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. We are back to playing uh, Fract Empire tonight. First game of the year. Happy New Year. If you're in the chat, if you're watching this later, if you're watching this years from now, it was the first day of 2024. So happy new year. So happy new year, everybody. <laughs> I hope everyone had fun. Uh, we've decided we're not going to play Frag tonight. We're just going to talk about Rebel Moon for two hours because a few of us have some things <laughs> we want to get off our chest. <laughs> Maybe some other places too for Jeremy. Uh, anyhow, uh, but yeah, we're back to playing Fragged, um, and uh, we, we, we have the full crew back. We were missing Joe last time. Uh, we will uh, we'll give him the summary, tell him about what happened. Uh, but we're going to do what we uh, what has become what I think a very fun tradition uh, for this game is have everyone introduce each other. And we're going to start by Joe introducing Kill, if that's all right. How's that? OK, yeah. Um, Kill is our big boy um, combat dude who's very hard headed and does what he wants, even when it might be the wrong thing or bad for him. But he does it anyways, and it's commendable for that. Fantastic. I feel like you also possibly describe half of that sounded like a Jeremy description. Uh, then <laughs> our imitates life. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Kill, could you go ahead and please describe Gita Essence, please? Uh, Gita is uh, she's the uh, Rainbow Girl. She's uh, good at driving things and. She uh, she's she's real nice, uh, good with computers and lots of stuff I'm not smart enough to do, and uh, just real lucky she's here. Uh, you know, she's a salamander; she soaks up sunlight and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, Gita, could you please go ahead and introduce us to Doctor T? Yes. Uh, so. Um... We have quite the crew um, with us. We've got a lot of different different uh, personalities and different species and whatnot. Um, and by far, the one that is the most interesting of all of us is our Nephilim doctor. I really do wonder where he studied to be a doctor and who thought that giving him a degree in doctoring was a good idea because the uh, perspective that he brings to the practice of medicine is a very uh, unique one. Um, he's definitely gotten us out of a lot of uh, troubles over our travels together, um, but occasionally you might find uh, something somewhere you weren't expecting it to be or an extra or a fewer of something. And he always just has some like words that go together that say why that's a thing that is now okay. Um, and so we go along with it because we're, we're highly appreciative to have him around. Um, but this is the cost of being doctored by a Dr. Hard T. Uh, Dr. T, I feel like there were some shots fired in your direction. I'm there were, there were. I would like, I would like a chance to respond to that one. Floor is yours. I, I got my degree from the school of hard knocks. Um, you don't need that <laughs> fancy metal degree, medical degree. You just need to have the heart of a young Nephilim who's just thinking, man, I wish Legos were made of flesh. And mm. there you go. Okay. Well, there you go. Take that, Gita. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think it's an actual metal degree that he's got like, <laughs> on his <Yeah>. ball. <laughs> 
I should dig into this. I don't remember the lore. I, I, I've read all the Nephilim stuff. I've read all of it, but I can't remember it all. There's so much of it. But like I'm trying to remember, do they actually have I don't even think there are degrees and stuff like that, at least not mm. the way we consider them. But uh, I like how it's the school of hard knocks and your nickname is hard T. Does, is that like the official doctor terminology? It's not doctor. Yeah. It's hard this hard that once you become a medical professional, you just you get the prefix hard on your name. Like hard Hauser, hard steamy, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. that's it. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, we've learned something today. This is all canon. Mm-hmm. Dr. T, could you go ahead and introduce us to Maya Dianyu? Uh, yes, the Divine Mocha. Like, follow, and subscribe. Uh, she's a, a person with lots of people that like her on TV, and it's really great. She's fun. And, uh, she's, she's kills child, which kind of makes me like her godfather. I don't know how that works. Um, and, um, she's always telling me about these things. She watches on the things talking about like all sorts of different ships, but I'm like, I'm just not that interested in like astro navigation all very fair it's all very fair (laughs) i don't think she means those kinds of ships (laughs) yeah i don't don't know what she could be talking about she said shipping i think it's like logistics or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) i really don't care about that either you should should make like a a reality show it's called shipping lanes and it's just like (laughs) a dating show yeah oh my god yes Copyright 2024. It's a lot of shipping lanes. That's almost as good as the gag reflex. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. Amazing. Uh, And then finally, Maya, could you please introduce us to our our big ball of bacteria, uh, uh, Zatek? Absolutely. Zatek Killer Z is what Maya calls him because there's all these weirdos that try to dox him. And uh, because they all just want a piece of that shiny spork face that he has. And honestly, it it glints a little much. It's a little bit difficult to record. And if he was as nice as he pretends to be, he would turn on the shine like 40%. But, you know, I, I can shoot and post it. It's not a big deal. But he has this like this shiny spork face and um he says he's predator cosplaying as c-3po <laughs> and um i'm really into cosplay so i'm i'm very uh helpful with him and polishing up his spork when he's not on the stream and is not glinting off of the starlight fantastic Killers- um as a tech, have we uh, have we asked you what what do you look like beneath the mask? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I imagine it's just kind of like a blob, like pizza dough. He doesn't, yeah, <laughs> with like an imprint of a spork. <laughs> yeah, it's like where a lot of the wires and stuff kind of terminate from his hair. It's just kind of a mess. Yeah. That's he leaves oh, it. God. I love, I love, I love this out. They're so weird. Uh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. Uh, if you refreshed your grit, uh, giving yourself an extra downtime point, uh, start a session. So make sure you do that. If you haven't already done so, 
Last session, uh, the crew broke into the Green Cloaks headquarters in the heart of Mishpasha 1, a city where we've been spending the first several episodes of the campaign here. You were tasked with retrieving the brain-infected pirate uh, by a Vulp agent, a very sp a special ops legion agent that Kill was ordered, uh, ordered to sort of proceed with his kidnapping, and you all assisted. Uh, went pretty well overall. Uh, I think there wasn't really any major major things that went wrong. Uh, ran to some security drones, took them out, uh, outsmarted a couple lab assistants with some sort of clever tactical play, and you even... Uh, use some knockout grenades that Dr. T uh, crafted uh, to uh, to put to sleep several green cloaks uh, while at a security booth. Um, aside from that, aside from that, the actual heist, we had a couple other scenes here and there. Uh, Kill and Maya, you uh, you both met with uh, Reg Chara, who is uh, one of these mercenaries that have been in and around the city, and he wanted to purchase this uh, this crystal data shard that you all had discovered when you were kind of roaming through the coastal facility and where you actually found your, your new turtle friend, Franklin, um, the two of you were uncertain. So you kind of held off. You sort of kicked the can down the road a little bit with him. So you'd contact him later, that kind of thing. Back at the posh chat, uh, Jita and Dr. T were doing some further tests on that shard, revealed all sorts of info, some astro navigational data for the Cerberus system, which today is where the Legion have made their home. Uh, but the data on the shard seems to actually predate Legion occupation. Even more noteworthy, there's a bunch of terrestrial navigation data for Hypnos, which is one of the planets in that system. Highly restricted, but also remember to have like the ability to see into the past, like glimpses of the past. That's sort of the phrase that, that rumors uh, throw out there. Um, you also found that the shard seems to have this incomplete mapping of a bunch of other systems as well. And the common denominator that you two of you discovered was that it all corresponded to the ancient Mondian nation, which was a favored species of the Archons and was said to be destroyed by a pair of Nephilim genocrats or genocrats, uh, not the one that Dr. T is currently uh, taking orders from uh, during the Great War a while back. So we are going to pick up uh, not immediately afterwards, because if you all recall, the last scene was Zatek and Bors rolling by in the dark in a rental van outside of the security entrance uh, to a underground parking garage to gain access into the HQ. And you guys, ch and they chucked some um, some sleeping gas, like so they let you all escape the garage, pile into the van, and drive on back. Uh, we'll say you're able to without you're able to sort of move faster than reports and you're able to get back to your ship. Uh, the post Chad, you're able to clamor on there. There does start to I would say all of you probably would notice at a certain point. Um, there's various communication lines that have been popping up here and there about something went down in, in, in downtown, like headquarters kind of got ransacked. There's this and that. So like they're starting to see some uh, some some chatter. Uh, not necessarily looking for you all specifically, but just calling out the crime. Uh, so I'm going to ask you all then, um, what is it you would want to do? Are you are you just looking to get the hell out of Dodge right then? Was there any lingering business that you had before you left planet? Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, I think we need anything. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Nothing sorry. for Maya. Uh, Gita, what are you going to say? I think we wanted to establish if Boars wanted to come with us into space. 
I asked uh, if well. he didn't. <laughs> Boris was <laughs> in the van with Zatek uh, when you all when they came by to like as your getaway drivers. Uh, so I would say that he he does seem to be um, he does seem to be willing to do it. Though Zatek, since you are the one who has the the most common uh, communication with him, you you would hear a voice. I want to go to space. I'm so excited. Do we have to take this, the, the, the tentacle one there? I think we do for now, but... Uh, can we, can we want him into space? I hear that's a fun thing to do. It will be easier to deal with them if we have to once we're in space, so that's a positive. Okay, so we're going to vent him into space. Uh, our first available opportunity. <laughs> Maybe not the first. We'll sit on that for a little bit. <laughs> okay. He tried to burn me to death, so I think it would be very fair to, like, freeze him through the, 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 the vacuum of space. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Something poetic about that. Okay. Okay. Second available opportunity. So <laughs> you guys get back to your ship. You uh, and, and, and what is it? So what does it look like? You guys describe to me, like, where does everybody go when you're like getting ready? Uh, presumably, Dr. T, you take a moment at least to get the body into the stasis chamber. If you recall, the Volp agent had had delivered, presumably, this special stasis chamber that you all can that, you know, Dr. T and whoever else kill. You guys can figure out how to hook that up and put the body in. Um but other than that, like, what does it look like? So what's like basic process for how you guys, who goes to where, like who goes to the, the cockpit, the bridge, who goes to like sensors, who goes just elsewhere? Like, what does it look like when you all kind of leave orbit and get into sort of ship position? Check all right. engines that are good first and then to the cockpit, mm -hmm. the gunnery cockpit that is. Okay. Yeah. I've got engineering and operations. So I'm pretty much just anywhere that, you know, some issue might pop up internal wise. That's what I'm paying attention to. All right. Well, I am going to then draw your attention to a map of your ship uh, that uh, I grabbed Ooh. from. Uh, here I go. I'll show it to everyone Ooh. on the. I like it on the stream too. So obviously, Ooh. I didn't make this. This is uh, Che and Peku uh, sci-fi one. Uh, but uh, this is as close as this is kind of a closest. Um, approximation that I could get. It's not obviously perfect, but you can see I put some wow. labels and things here and there that you can kind of see where stuff is. That's uh, so cool as, you, as hell, Jeff. Right? I, That's I, nice. All I did is subscribe on Patreon, so I really don't deserve a ton of credit here. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the, uh, the show notes and stuff if you're interested. In nice, it. nice. So, um, so we'll say, like, you guys can kind of go wherever you want. Um, so... Everything's not again. Everything's not perfect, uh, but I will draw your attention to a few things as we start looking around this map. Uh, there are a handful of stairs. So there's like this is like a multi-tiered map too. So like keep an eye out for like various stairs and things like that. Uh, towards the front of the ship, we got the stasis chambers and things. There's probably going to be more than just the handful you have, but they're not entirely visible. Uh, there is an arboretum that I did. Uh, that mm. one I did. I did do that myself. Uh, I, I, did, I did add some plants. <laughs> Um, you've got a couple bunks, uh, in different places, uh, on the, the left side of the screen there, you can see there's a bunk with like two beds. 
on the bottom side of the screen, just north of where the dump drive is, we can see that there is another bunk. I'm going to say that's like a, that's literally bunk beds. So there's probably two of them right there. And then somebody gets the solo, uh, kind of in the upper, upper right. Uh, there's also the astrometrics lab in the bottom right. Um, life support is all the way to the bottom left there. There's a scanner section, a bridge and cockpit area. The bridge, when you think of the bridge, don't think of it like a Star Trek large space, spacey bridge. Uh, it's much smaller, more like a firefly type of bridge is what I'm thinking. Like a couple people could stand, but there's really not a ton of places to sit. Uh, and so that's kind of, that's, that's my thought. Uh, so as you're, as you all are making ready to lift off, uh, and head, uh, head to orbit, head to space. Uh, so who, who's, who's flying the ship? Who's piloting? Uh, I question. have practical. Is that the skill for piloting a ship? I, uh, I vaguely remember that we've actually gone over this and made sure everybody had the required skills, but I don't remember which was which. <laughs> so, so tactical is is a is a is a personal combat skill. Uh, so that's not not mm -hmm. not necessarily it. Um, I mean, on, honestly, like the way I see it is I think everyone here is probably capable at the very least of taking off and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's just a question of like, if you ever gotten like a firefight or whatever is really what we mm -hmm. probably have to concern ourselves. That with. was, that was the command, right? Cause there's like command engineering there's, operations and gunnery. Exactly. So it wasn't command. Yeah. <clears throat> the... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. I was looking at the wrong one. So I have operations and gunnery. So commander operations, Joe. I'm not sure. Let me double check. Keep talking. See it as I, I, know, I know for sure that Jita is all about the astrometrics. So that is definitely mm. what, uh, with her six in astronomy, <laughs> she is definitely mm. like the astrometrics lab mm. is definitely command for her nice. place. Nice. nice. Okay. Joe was right. Command for pilot. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. So, uh, so again, who jumps in, who jumps in the, who jumps in the pilot seat? I've got commands. If no one else does, I mean, you've got okay. the most. Like you've got tentacles. You can pull all the levers. <laughs> okay. Do those so, like emish, these amazing evasive maneuvers? Like, yeah, just uh, touching all okay. the buttons all at once. Do yep. you think it's else really safe? wants to touch him after he's touched him too? <laughs> it's true. That's why we face. let him continue. Like he sat in at one time. Nobody has followed <laughs> no, since. It's so gross. And this is mine. There's now. like stains and stuff. <laughs> the voice is in your ear as a tech. And it's like, do you really think it's a good idea to allow the murderous one to pilot the vessel? You remember what happened to the last vessel that he was in charge of? It was burning to a crisp and crashed on the beach, and I nearly died inside of it. It's true, but he wasn't driving it at the time. So I think as long as we keep him in the driver's seat, we'll be safe. Okay, you know best. Okay. <laughs> Dr. T, you go ahead and you hop into the, into, the, into the bridge, into the pilot seat. There's probably another station up here, some sort of basic comm station or something like that. Uh, we got, looks like Jita went over to Astrometrics, the tech you're hanging out in the Arboretum with your buddy Boars. Yeah. Um, mm. and then kill you're, you're, you're by the gunnery. Like there's no, we'll say that's the sort of like sort of the, towards the front of the ship. We'll say somewhere okay. beyond the stasis chambers. We'll say, uh, kind of up there somewhere. Cool. Um, okay. I'm sitting in my old man chair. Oh God, I'm <laughs> in space. 
And I, I fall space asleep. myself. You just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits in his own van chair and falls asleep. <laughs> All right. So just for fun, let's have everybody give me a quick roll and let's see how this takeoff and um, as as various, I'll say, Mile, we'll say since you're on the bridge, some some comms start coming in about clearance and like there's like this hesitation to give clearance. Like there's a uh, there's a there's a yellow alert going on within the city center. There's a kind of criminal activity. Uh, there's sort of like hesitation to give uh, clearance for any ships to leave until that is resolved. And so like you're getting a lot of hemming and hawing from various folks to kind of allow the release of the ship from uh, from the actual platform, the oceanic platform in which you've parked your ship. Uh, how, how do you handle that, Maya? Uh, Maya just straight up lies with absolute confidence. <laughs> like, uh, um, I, um, sorry, but, but the an emergency on me, special one is really not from a pinnacle fuel. They're expecting this transport, uh, very shortly. These are things. Are, I'm sorry. Are you capable of explaining why a megacorp shares might fall? Because I certainly don't want to. So if you think that's a good idea to keep us here, then I'm happy to say. But otherwise, you should probably just let us go. Uh, roll a roll a <laughs> persuasion test. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I, um. Excellent. Uh, so again, three d sixes, Azure bonus to persuasion, uh, difficulty at twelve. We'll say uh, uh, that is a seventeen. Okay, that I suppose is good. Like, uh, uh, and you hear like there's like a sudden nervousness, and like maybe they leave their comms on as like their supervisor comes over and hears it, and then just kind of barks at like the air, you know, the the space air traffic controller, just like let them go, let them go. What's wrong with you? We we can't deal with this right now. We have enough problems going on in the city. You want to get one of the mega coasts down here? What's wrong with you? And then <laughs> you're able. You're able to take off. Dr. Amazing. T, if you if you would, please, could you roll us a command test? We'll see how smooth the takeoff is and the ascent through the atmosphere and into uh, into space. How's it go? So I, I, I rolled a practice test earlier and it was really, really great. So I don't have high hopes. I'm pretty sure you guys are going <laughs> to crash and burn. Chuck sucks at rolling in this game. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. So we got a 14. Oh, and I got that six, so I can re-roll that too. Absolutely, you can. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> one. One. That's right. So I got okay. a thirteen. That's you're still that's good. what we expect in you this game. You one success. <laughs> <laughs> Take off is perfectly smooth. He maybe jumps it just a little too fast before, like the the landing clamps that actually uh, wrap around, just like the, to, the the. So go ahead, go ahead. Bores his pot like. Just, just like bores his pot, you see the tech just rolls over and falls and cracks a little bit, and you just say, "I told you, sir, he's trying to kill me." Um, and then, like, there's like a shudder a little bit, but eventually, you all get off just fine. Uh, you, the the opening few a little, it, it takes probably I don't know an hour or two probably to get all the way up to space or something like that. I don't really know. Uh, but the first the first leg of it is very simple, uh, and uh, there's like some there's a little bit of there's a kind of a little bit of roughness to it just because of the, the weather. But once you kind of get above in the upper atmosphere, everything kind of goes smoother and smoother. And eventually you all kind of feel that, um, I would imagine you have an anti-grav, so it's not like a weightlessness situation, but you can definitely feel, 
the like the creaks and such uh, as the pressure weighs down on the on the on the posh chad uh, and not in ways that like make you necessarily nervous about like anything going on, but just that familiar like the familiar crunch here and there of like a house settling. And yeah, you head off into space and you can see on your I'll say, Jita, you can see on your on your charts, you're kind of over in the astrometrics lab a bit. You're taking a look at things. There's all sorts of stuff that's kind of popping up. Uh, you know that Marvel Station um, is connected to the planet via this like the space elevator that kind of goes down to I want to say Mishpasha Two, one of the other cities, the larger city uh, on one of the the other continents. And you can you can hear like various chatter and traffic as people are kind of coming and going to it. Obviously, you can't necessarily see it with your eyes, um, but they're all manner of like ships coming in and out, coming in and out here and there. Um, so next thing then, Jita, you're going to be the one kind of plotting, uh, plotting a course. So yes, it's around this time, Jita, that you sit down, you look in and you, 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 you're getting signals into the ship. You're seeing someone is feeding coordinates to you, like a, like almost like a flight path is being, uh, kind of funneled into you. Uh, give me a, I'll take a computer's test if that's all right. If, if you're, if you're good with that. Uh, yes. So I, okay. Oh, good gracious. Uh, two, four, six, seven. Uh, so I have a 10, so I'm going to spend some bits to reroll that. Sure. Uh, that got me to, uh, 12. Okay. 12 is fine. So you notice that the whoever is sending this, this communication is not coming from the bridge. It's not coming from Dr. T. Uh, the basic like metadata on like who is actually like, like the user info, where it's coming from, any kind of stuff seems to be scrubbed. Like whoever is sending this to you is very good kind of hiding where it's coming from. Uh, but you're seeing kind of a basic, a basic plan, a ba ba basic astro, uh, astro flight plan. And it's, and it's effectively taking you with your mundane non jump drives through most of the system. And it's kind of passing by a bunch of the different moons of Miss Pasha. It's passing by, uh, like it's it's kind of veering you away from like Setzer's comet, which is sort of you know traversing the system itself. Um, and it's taking you out in the direction of like Lilith, uh, this icy uh, icy planet on the far extreme of the system. It's where uh, it's where kills people. The Legion have have kind of time. That's like their planet within the system that they kind of have their headquarters. It's not their home. Uh, their home planet, but it, for, for this system, it's kind of where they've congregated much. And it's kind of okay. taking you out in that direction. And again, you don't, you're not certain where this is particularly coming from, but you also see more data starts coming in. So it's got, it's got these coordinates sending you out to, and then it's, it's sort of giving you, it's feeding you like jump drive data. And then you're seeing like what looks like a series of like waypoints uh, that they've kind of fed in. Um, and then as you're kind of looking through the data, a small little message comes up on your, uh, on your console. And it just basically says like, it's just really simple thing. It's like, it's telling you you're just a normal merchant vessel, no behavior that, that would not fall in line with that, that concept. Right. So it's like giving you like this, this basic instruction. So cheetah. What do you do with that? Yes. Uh, so Gigi's going to 
kind of open comms to everyone um, and just say, uh, Dr. T, great, great job getting us uh, kind of off of Ms. Pasha. Uh, Maya, awesome talking your way out of all of that. A um, l- l- little bit of an update for everyone. Uh, we-, we seem to have a bit of a uh, an, an ally that's somehow feeding us some flight path information. It seems to be very useful and accurate uh, so far. Um, we are being instructed that we are a freight vessel and just to act normal. I'm not entirely sure we're good at acting normal uh, very often, but uh, Zatek, do you think you might be able to try to get some information about who is sharing all of this useful information with us? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, Let me get to a computer. Okay. Move over. Yeah. There's probably a decent terminal here or there. I don't know if the Arboretum is probably the best place to do it, but it doesn't take long yeah. for you to move on over to the astrometrics or whatever. Um, okay, so what do you? So you want to see if you can? What is it you're? What is it you're trying to uncover as a tech? Um, so she says that we're getting some communication. I just kind of want to be listening to it as it's coming in and capture sure. as much just of metadata about it as I can to try and narrow down where it's coming from, get some ideas, see if I can get anything out of it. Computers would make sense. Okay. I got a flat roll on this. I mean, you said it's directing us to Lilith? Is that what It's directing you, like, in, like, to the the outer portions of the system where Lilith is. Think of Lilith in some ways like, like the, like the Pluto equivalent. Right? Right. Right. I'm sorry, I just, I didn't quite catch where we were being sent. Yeah, you're not sending, being sent to the planet. You're get, you're just being sent out that far. You also would know that, like, Activating jump drives is something that you have to do when you're away from like other gravitational like sources of like gravitational pull. So you can't activate your jump drive like in atmosphere, for instance, like you have to be a little bit away so you're not getting pulled. And you also have to like the process of using your drum drives is where you kind of open up these lay collectors. So like your ship will open up like towards the front of the ship. You can see like these long posts that come out and they literally collect and open up lay dust, which is invisible. You can't see it, but you can detect it. And then that kind of fuels and fuels and fuels, and then eventually your jump drive will actually go off. Um, and you can only you can only you can't like really store laydust unless you have very special equipment, um, which you guys don't. Uh, so usually you you do this just before, and you take in just enough to do your jump. Um, and it's mostly like the outer portions of the the system where you're going to find uh, larger pools of lay dust, like inner, like next to Haven and stuff like that. You're not going to find as much. There is a jump gate, uh, but that gate here doesn't go to where you're going. That goes to a specific other system. Uh, how'd you do Zatek? I got a 15. Uh, you are sure that is coming from Pasha. Uh, you can see that there's, there's definitely something there. there the, the, it's being funneled from Pasha. Um, that's probably all you're getting. Um, beyond that, you like there's there's like nothing. Everything you you know that everything coming in is being scrubbed, like actively scrubbed. So these communications that are funneling, they're very they're sort of being narrow beamed. 
uh, towards your ship specifically. So it means somebody who knows your ship, knows your transponder. And right as you're like going through that, you see more messaging is kind of coming in and it's giving you an alternative transponder code. Um, it's, it's seems to be like you, like, like it, it's kind of, it's kind of corresponding with some of those waypoints, uh, that Jita kind of picked up on the path and the directions, the instructions it's giving you is to use this transponder code at each of one of these waypoints, like one after the other, after the other. And so like you see this list of things, um, if you guys are on comms, uh, kill, uh, if you want to roll a culture test and as a legion, you can take like, I'll give you like a, you know, plus three to this. Oh, okay. That gets me to a plus one. (laughs) (laughs) I've got so much culture. (laughs) Uh, Nine, 12, 13. 12 is good. Plus one. Yeah, it's basic, just basic 12. Um, You know, the basics of the Cerberus system are that one of the reasons the Legion likes it, despite it being somewhat sectioned off, it's effectively surrounded by like this constant series of lay storms, which are very dangerous. Mm. Um, uh, Like, like it's very dangerous for any ships, whether they're traveling like mundane or whether they're traveling FTL with like jump drives. It's very, very dangerous. It could do all sorts of things. It could kind of rip apart your ship. It could screw with the minds of people. Like even psionics, for instance, are are supposed to be able to manipulate it in some way because it's all about like this is sort of the roiling lay storm. But um, the Legion, uh, who are at, who are like the home system is Cerberus, they've set up these astro-navigational buoys uh, throughout the storms that helps guide ships through it. Um Usually you're subject to some kind of search once you get through because there's a, there's a series of like inspection points on the other side. Uh, and the astro navigational buoys are just an easy way through. It's not the only way through, but that's mm-hmm. the way through. If <clears throat> if you weren't to take those buoys, you would have to essentially get like a psionic navigator, somebody who is crazy and capable of doing it. Otherwise, it's extremely risky and you, you might never get out of the storms. Uh, likely that's what these waypoints are that she mm. seeing on her communication. Yeah. I'll make sure to share that with her. And, uh, I know we got plenty of crazy people on here. I don't think any sort that can lead us through without using them. Of course, just means maybe we need to be better prepared for this next checkpoint than we were for the last one. So we think hopefully this is someone friendly sharing this information with us, not someone sending us to our doom, right? I like to think that. I'm guessing it's probably someone wants to be rescued. Who knows? Maybe it's some crazy AI been trapped there forever or something. If we get searched, is there anything they won't like? I don't really know what would set them off or anything. Well, I mean, we, we, we did, we did leave when they were looking for the, 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 the thing and the thing is in our thing. So that's possibly problematic, but I don't know if anyone offside, uh, outside of Ms. Pasha would really care that we've got that person. Right. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it really is going to depend on who's searching us. That's true. If, if it's a health inspector, then... Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> How things are gonna go. 
Well, if it's a health inspector, you can talk to the health inspector. Yes. Absolutely. I'm a doctor. You you are. You mm-hmm. have the metal diploma and everything. I do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God dang health inspector. All right. <laughs> so then, uh, do we, are you kind of following the flight plan at that point? Um Remember that you, so kill the other thing you would know is that like your Volp agent gave you instructions to take the body and then said they would be contacting you later on delivery, like for delivery of the body. So like it's possible this could be somehow him or some of his agents kind of flooding this info into you as well. Um, are, are we then following that plan? Okay. Uh, I think so. Kill, right? Yes. I mean. Do what we're told. I'd rather really like not get lost code. in that horrible ice storm. Uh, it I, seems yeah. like a bad way to die. Is there any way to look at the coordinates and see if they are like going out progressively and they're not just going in a circle or something? Or is uh, there sure, not enough yeah. information? Give us, uh, I think an astronomy test is probably what we want. Okay. Can I ask Here. someone else to do that? Because I'm very bad. I mean, at you're that. in that. Actually, semester, no, I have astronomy. Is. You can do it. I have okay. astronomy. Um, yeah, okay. I am with you. Yeah. Uh, I can do that. Plus one. Fifteen again. See, Joe takes all the sixes that Chuck needs. (laughs) (laughs) Such a a thief. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Zatek, it's kind of long range, but judging from what you have uh, and what you can probably still access on like in system stream um, it does look like that it's progressing further into what you think um, is is likely like where you're heading so like it's it's further out and away from the haven system and what your basic mapping would take you in the direction of the server system so it all it all looks legit okay cool but but the transponder code is kind of quirky, though. Like, like it's it's not wanting you to use your own, but it's wanting to use like this other, this other kind of uh, like identity. It's kind of giving your spaceship I mean, a fake ID. I think that would make sense, though, if they're pretty choosy on who's allowed to come in or not. It's probably like a pre-approved one. I'd like to think. Okay, I'll go with so that. We're in, we're in agreement. Of the doubt. I'm following. She's like holding her finger over, like she's entered and everything, okay. and whatever Let's the next step it. is. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Oh, we're button. supposed to be merchants. What are we selling? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, where you know, uh, the the lie I told was that we're with Pinnacle Fuel and we're doing a uh, transport for them, and we can just tell them that you know if they need to verify stuff, they can just call the station, the Mishwasher station. Well, there you go. That's what we're transporting. We're transporting okay. fuel. All right. Cool. Something for Pinnacle Fuel. They've told us not to look. Perfect. So the travel all the way out into the direction, like into the outer most portions of the uh, of the system is going to take a couple days, like two or three days, basically, for you to get all the way up to the edge of the system. Um, you, in the meantime, will be passing by or through like the Monopoly belt, passing... Uh, at least around what would be the orbit of Alabaster and its various uh, systems where Maya might even be from, to be honest. 
whether or not you're like, you're probably not directly in path with it, uh, but you're in that kind of, it's, it's orbital, um, it's or- orbit around the sun. Um, and eventually start kind of pushing out there. So you guys have about, we'll say two to three days worth of just sort of ship downtime, mundane space travel, jump drive is not functioning. It's just your standard engine drives. Is there anything that anybody wanted to do in that time in your two to three days of downtime, any projects you were looking to do research you were looking to do that kind of thing? I know I wanted to try to construct my bio lens. Okay, perfect. Uh, um, so you have it's a 14T. Yeah, 14T. Um, so the bio lens is so your ship, by the way, I made for you guys. If you guys go into the handout section of Foundry, there is a post chat entry that kind of goes over everything about your, uh, I don't have like a good like form fillable sheet, so I just put everything there. Um, nice. So mm-hmm. effectively, all of you should be paying four influence costs. Maya should be paying five influence costs because she's paying for the the Astrometric Lab. Everything else, everyone kind of shares the cost because they share costs for builds, share costs for traits, share costs for weapons. It's just the Astrometrics Lab is extra, and and one person can cover that, and that's what Maya's doing with her corp extra influence. Um, all right, so you've got. In your system, so in your in your ship, you've got like three extra systems. You've got things to kind of pay attention to. So you got your arboretum, which essentially serves as a biotech workshop. You've got your astrometrics lab, which is an astronomy workshop, and you've got your stasis chamber, which is basically a medicine workshop. So um, you're trying to make a uh, a lens. Describe what the lens mm-hmm. is. Like, what does it look like? What is it supposed to do? Walk me through that. So it's it a. Uh, it basically is predator vision. <laughs> so it gives me an outline of living things. Okay. Uh, I like to think of it as me continuing to hotwire this little thing I've got with boars. Um, and it's already kind of detecting stuff out there. And I'm just going to give it like a sight component that works with my Zao form okay. stuff too. So it's going to be slotting into my mask. And then have these sensors that can detect and ping out and okay. feedback when there's organics around me. Uh, all right, I this this and this is is it just going to be like it's like a purely mechanical device, right? An electronics device. We don't really have an electronics workshop or a mechanics workshop, but uh, I, it says sorry. it's like a it and it works as a biotech toolbox. So I figured it would be like yeah, a yeah, biotech. I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, we can say thing. we can say yeah, we can say that. So go ahead and give us a roll. Uh, 14T. So you're okay. make your make your roll with biotech. You need a 14. Spend your downtime point, and we'll see okay. how it goes. Uh, I get a plus two. Uh, thirteen. So I'm gonna grit re-roll that. Okay. I'm gonna grit re-roll that again. Okay, that's what I like to hear. I'm gonna grit re-roll that. Oh my gosh. Again. Oh man. Twelve. Are you not getting sixes along the way? No, I didn't get any sixes. See any? Okay. Wow. So. Now Bummer. you you spend all those grit rerolls, uh, which is not the same as like trying it again. Like you can always try it again, but you would spend additional downtime points. So like right now, this is all okay. just with one. So I could do that. I w- 
what does it look like then as a tech you're trying to like modify this little connectivity device that you have that gives you access to Boris's like basic te- mm-hmm. you know telepathic thoughts and everything why do you think it's failing what, what do you think it's like what's going wrong with the tech here i think absolutely the problem would be uh Zatech's all about like not being wasteful and he's like i really think i can do this without having to waste any other parts without having to add anything else to it so he's just kind of bashing his head on it like I can do it with what's here. And then after trying so many times, it's like, no, I can't. It's not going to work like this. I need more scraps and stuff to throw into it to make it actually work. Boris trying. I'm going to say Boris is even probably really encouraging you because maybe we'll say since you're you're attaching it to that device that it's somehow Mm -hmm. going to help like enhance his sort of mm-hmm. visual or optical ability. Oh, yeah, he doesn't really awesome. have any right now. All of it's like yeah. sort of spore sensory, but this might somehow. Uh, so the whole time it's like, don't get down on yourself, friend. It'll be just fine. You should ask the big one. He makes things apparently. But don't ask, don't ask the tentacly one because he'll probably just rig it to explode and it would probably send some sort of feedback loop into my brain causing me to explode as well. That sounds entirely plausible. Uh, I won't ask him. I really um, space. Is it possible to get like an assist on these roles and I'm still the one spending the time? Yeah. So or how does that work? Uh, so you can ask someone to do it. Uh, I mean, it's too late. I think it's too late now as you've been doing the grid. But if you spend another downtime point and you wanted to try again, yeah, if you yeah. wanted to like solicit like kills assistance with like mechanics or like yeah. somebody else could roll that since you're crafting it in this case and potentially give you a boost. Yeah. Okay I'll burn another point, um, say, like, take Boar's advice and go over to Kill and say, like, hey, I'm kind of struggling trying to put this lens together for me and Boar's. Uh, some biotech sensor stuff that I'm having a hard time with. It's basically going to let me see things that are organic and through objects and walls and stuff. It's like Time I can them. see, too. Time it's going to let me see, too. Time it's going to let me see. Yeah, it's going to let Boar's see, too. Yep. And you see Kill just, he's in the armory and he's like really diligent. He's working on some sort of project with like a million different types of shells. And he's just like really like, he's into it. He's looking to <laughs> set up like a Judge Dredd style. He's got a million different types of bullets. And he's like, um, I suppose that's the thing to do. Yeah. We did bring him to space. He probably should have his full capacity. I'll just uh, get back to this later, I guess. <laughs> and he'll come. Do I help with that too? No, it's okay. Well, let's uh, let's go do your thing. Okay. Uh, so, Kelly, you know he's helping us, Boris. Okay, I knew he would. I like this one. This was um, great. Kill, you don't have to robotic. You can roll like mechanics or something like that if you prefer to, to oh, assist. I love mechanics so much. Yeah, and, more. and and you would just need a ten, really, to give him his his uh, like a plus one on this. Okay. Well, let's see how we do. Uh I think I will take that 10, 15, 18. Nice. Okay. Uh I mean honestly, that's so ah, good. Oh. Take a plus two on this attack instead of a plus one. Like, like that's so high above unexpected consequences you can take. A plus two as the. All uh, right. Give it another go. God damn. God. Do you have any green mm-hmm. left? I've, I've got one left. Yeah. There you go, buddy. So, I think we, we have some audience ones if you wanted to just re roll a dice here or there. 
doesn't need it. You Let's got 16. it. Flush. There, you go. there you go. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, this takes literally the whole trip out from uh from when you leave miss pasha passing through the monopoly belt passing past you know the alabaster orbit all the way out you're even getting like occasional signals of like streams coming out of lilith and everything and and it's literally two three days worth of like just trial and error like you try and you put it on and you hear like <laughs> and you turn it off <laughs> And eventually, Kill is able to give you some some little extra uh, tips here and there. Um, it's not maybe it's not maybe maybe something Kill has to do with like it's like like scope, like thinking about using a scope on a weapon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of extra mm-hmm. knowledge you might have as helps kind of just pinpoint exactly what you want. This sort of somehow feeding this into kind of an optical nerve. And since yeah. and since there was a time we got stranded on the swamp planted planted, uh, we had to hunt this weird ooze monster. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, is anybody else doing any projects or anything in this downtime? Yes. Uh, can so, uh, Sorry, go ahead. You got oh, mine's easy. I've been noticing that Kill is napping in his old man chair a lot. Okay. And I've been extra noticing that when he stands up, the noises he makes are a little more aggressive than usual <laughs> uh so kills knees are going to be my downtime project <laughs> oh no oh <laughs> oh god so gonna... what does it look like <laughs> and what are you trying to accomplish well i managed to get myself a new laparoscopic piece in my my med kit so oh god i found So while I was rifling through the ship engine, particularly the landing gear, I found this really great gel mat layer, highly lubricated, lots of, uh, you know, impact protection. I'm going to just try and sneak out the protective layer that exists between his knee bones right now and insert this stuff. Uh, Okay. Dr. T... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please roll. You're gonna roll a medicine test. Give us a medicine uh, test. Yeah, give us a no, no, yeah, medicine, yeah. Yeah, medicine test. Medicine test. Is good. Yeah. Please. Don't roll one. Biotech's probably fucking too. <laughs> we'll go Last time you tried to heal someone, it went great. Wait, you, you want him to fail? True. <laughs> then he could be a pirate. <laughs> oh, you bastard. Oh, I got a 16. Okay. Not great. Holy crap. But pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. So we're we're saying that you're doing this while he's sleeping in his in yeah. his pilot seat. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been standing all day helping yeah. with the stuff with Zaytek and Boars. And so when I sit down, I just pass out. <laughs> okay. I do all my best work when Kill's asleep. So uh, so you, you slowly kind of peel back on like the protective leggings and the knee pads that are part of his normal suit. And you almost like, you know, like it's arthroscopic. So there's not going to be a whole lot yeah. of like uh, a lot of blood or anything or residue here. Well, incision, <laughs> well, insert the camera, the pencil. Localized anesthetic so he doesn't wake up, that kind of thing. Okay. I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the best response, I guess. <laughs> Kill, I'm going to say the surgery goes so well with 16 that when you get up, 
the next day or after your nap or whatever it might be and no one's around uh, and you get up and for the first time in a long time your knees don't crack when you stand up and there's no like residual pain anywhere in your leg at all like it feels strangely good uh and I mean, i must be adjusting well this new suit it it did augment my mobility and reflexes that must be what it is i adjusted the compression on it a little bit too to help out don't ever touch my suit again you got it my bad <laughs> so kill i'm gonna give you for we'll say like the next month uh like you know until like we'll say not through the end of this adventure like like maybe the chapter after that so like the next month or two uh Mm. take a plus one on any physical test where you think this would benefit you like like you know like like movement related right it's not gonna like help you okay anything like that improve my movement skill i'm so excited so so it's just going to be on tests. It's just going to be like this floating bonus you have, and it's your job to remember because I'm not going to uh, for a little while. <laughs> nice. Okay. I can't wait to secretly <laughs> operate on everyone. <laughs> no. Right. There's, there's no downside. Always let the mad scientist operate on you. Fantastic. They never fumble when they do, except we'll when they always fumble on PCs. Probably say it took a little ways or a little <laughs> bit of time too. I had to do it bit by bit so we wouldn't really notice. Didn't yeah. you have a really bad fail on when you were playing when you were playing yeah. when we were playing Deadlands on on Chuck? I fumbled on both Chuck and most. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was like <laughs> right off the bat too. I think like yeah. it was like first or second session with Chuck, so mm-hmm. he had like a <laughs> for so long because of it. Yep. Okay. Good thing I'm not vindictive. <laughs> now, excuse me, I have to go find a way to torture that mushroom. <laughs> All right. Um, Maya, did you have something in mind? Uh, yeah, I was um, hoping someone could explain, um, and this is a mind recap, um, but what does a shell modification do exactly? Shell uh, is a specific I'm... category of weapon, uh, just like gun, for instance. Uh, okay. and a modification, so like, and, and, and weapons, when you build them, you can, you can add modifications to them. Uh, and okay. so a shell mm-hmm. modification is a modification that you can add specifically to a shell, um, a shell type gun. to a okay. shell weapon. Th- then, uh, my weapon is not a shell weapon. So, uh, okay. nothing to be done there. I uh, okay. would like to have a brief conversation with kill, which I was going to do when, I was going to get some mechanical assist, but if that's not happening, I, I'd just like to have a chat. You can catch him like just before he's about to take a nap. Yeah. Okay. No, he doesn't. Um, Moving hey, can I... surprisingly, surprisingly <sighs> limber, strangely enough. You maybe catch him like somewhere over where there's some non important stuff. You catch him trying to do a little bit of parkour one night. <laughs> Because he is, because he's got the improved mobility now. He's got the mobility and the reflexes. He's a he's a legion with a mobility of four. That doesn't happen, and he's so excited, but he doesn't want anybody to see it. So he waits until he thinks everybody else is asleep, and like two a.m., he sets an alarm to just go and do nonsense. And hearing this like thumping. My husband kind of just working on this uh, cool new transition editing. And so she's not asleep and just hears this 
<laughs> random thumping. Um, she comes comes through, just like, hey, what the hell are you doing? I uh, we're shipping fuel, and I was trying to facilitate the sound of a fuel shipping vessel in case we're scanned, uh, trying to find a way to make it sound like that's what we're doing. Uh, okay. That's pretty bad if that's what you were doing. That's. I've never done it before, <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> okay. Hey, um, listen, while, while I've caught you, I think everyone else is asleep. Uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, okay. Um, listen, this is a little weird, but, like, uh, you keep saying how stupid you are, and you're, like, one of the smartest people I know. And, right. like, I, I don't know if it's just something they tell Legion, because this other Legion I know well also thought he was really stupid, and, like, I, I don't know if it's just something they, like, tell you guys when you go through, like, military academy or mm. whatever, like, to make you better listeners, but, like, yeah. you're not stupid. You're really smart. And I mean, I, I get by, but, I mean, uh, you know. you're old, but, like, that's different. Well, we, I mean, I don't know why we have to go there. I was, <laughs> you know, Legion are a lot like onions. You know, you, on one layer, they break you down to I your base level ogres. so they can't just mold you into what you need. But uh, on the other hand, once you've been around a while, you start to realize it's useful to let people think you're an idiot. Because then you can undersell and over-deliver. Or get away with really, you know, okay. stupid shit. I mean, because and, they think you're stupid, so when you do something stupid, it's like, oh, that was just normal. Not him making a terrible decision. Okay, well, as long as you don't really think you're stupid. No, I'm really happy with myself. I've actually been doing a lot of meditation and self-awareness. I'm pretty good with myself right now. Okay. And, uh... Okay. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Okay. How are you feeling? I'm I'm okay. I keep catching. I I know Boris doesn't have eyes, but I could swear he's giving cutter to Hardy. <laughs> but and I I don't know. I'm getting like a like a like a Boris wants to kill Hardy in his sleep vibe. <laughs> Look, it's um, you know, you know those holovids you like to watch. Right now, oh, yeah. they're both over here. They both want to be the most unique little uh, butterflower in the <laughs> ship, right? Uh, give it two missions, and the two of them are just going to be... I don't really know how that works, but... Uh, Best friends. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. I just uh, wanted to make sure that, you know, you didn't think you were really stupid. Or even a little stupid. I mean, I'm okay with, you know, admitting I'm not the smartest. And, you know, the, the real trick is, you know, don't be afraid to surround yourself with people smarter than yourself and, and that's in certain what things. A smart people would, that's what a smart person would, would say. And right, I know like if you're the dumbest person in a room full of smart people, that's, you know, you chose to be in the right place. You're making good decisions. Okay, I am realizing that you're 
maybe you don't think you're stupid. Which no, is I don't really think that much about anything. <laughs> I just kind of... That's because you're old. No, it's probably difficult. Right, you can look that. upon the field <laughs> where my folks are grown. And you can see it's barren. <laughs> and uh, that that's pretty much all why I wanted to say to kill. Well, that that's sweetie. Bring it in. Come here. Aw. You're a good kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm lucky to have you. Yeah, say yeah. Thanks, uh, say thanks, Dad. Say thanks, Dad. I'm going <laughs> to... I suppose I've done enough uh, facilitating uh, uh, fuel noises for now. You're not actually going to do that, are you? I mean, that's what I said I was doing. So, that's... Maybe you shouldn't lie. You're pretty bad at lying. (laughs) No, I'm not. Like, I liked it better when we left on the hug. (laughs) (laughs) She rolls her eyes at him and walks away. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll cut over and we'll check in with Jita. Uh, Last one, I think, for downtime. Anything Jita doing in the downtime? A handful of days it takes to kind of get out to these uh, edge of system cords? So, Jita, um, since... um, Zatek has been helping uh, Boars with uh, senses of of sight and whatnot. Um, I uh, partially stealing this idea from chat, but I was thinking something similarly as well. Um, would like to facilitate uh, Boars being able to be uh, mobile. So are you gonna some type okay. of. Some kind of. So, Gita, what is this? What does this look like? Um, like what? Hmm. Like, are you just sort so, of jury rigging like a like a like a remote control skateboard or something? Or, or what is it exactly? <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. Um. So I, I hadn't. So it, it, this is going to be, um, it's going to have to connect to sort of the, the modulator that turns kind of him into kind of verbal commands and then like the verbal commands into um, like some type of little wheelie. Um, so chat suggestion was basically connecting him to like a Roomba kind of a thing. <laughs> so, okay. Like... <laughs> So they can uh, move around, um, but it's going to be colorful and have like blinky lights and like because uh, Twifers don't do engineering that isn't as pretty as it is functional. So uh, I'm imagining okay. like the kid sneakers that have like the blinking lights on the back. Since I'm <laughs> like three PO, I'm picturing also it could be like an R two, like just like a capsule that he's in, and then Ooh, wheels like a that. Droid. Yeah, it's like a cleaning job. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Uh, very nice. Gita, this is flavor and fun, so I'm not going to require downtime. Uh, that that seems mean. Uh, let's, but I do want to roll uh, to see how well it functions. I will take either mechanics or electronics. We'll say mechanics if you're building something from scratch. Electronics if you're rewiring maybe something that already exists to to function. Can I can I, controller. can I yeah, talk you into biotech? Can you talk? Uh, yeah, but I would probably say 
the difficulty, I'll probably kick the difficulty up to 14 if it's that, because now you're, you're specifically involving uh, more biological gear as opposed to just like a, a basic thing. But you can get okay. an assist from Zatek. That's fine. I'll take electronics. Okay, electronics. I, think I know how to do math, and I think electronics works better. Okay, and Zatek, uh, how are you contributing? And, and what skill do you want to roll for this? Um, I I could see either electronics or biotech too. Like if she's working on more of like the shell, then I can do more like this is how boars like will live in it and interface. Sure. All right. Uh, Give us a, you know, give us a, since she's doing electronics, go ahead and give us a biotech difficulty 10 for you as a tech. Okay. I get then plus one on this. 15. Oh, I see a six. Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead and I'm gonna re-roll one of those. Re-roll threes. one you, of those. Yeah. If you get up to like an 18, we'll do the same thing I did with kill and, and give an extra bonus. Uh, uh, right. So it's a plus one on that because uh, my the double thing. So uh, 16. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. Go ahead and roll, Gita. Take a plus one. If you're literally off by one, I'll give it to you. But uh, difficulty 12. Uh, yeah, so I've got uh, 9, 10, 11. Plus 10 one plus one would be 11. Okay. We'll say that, he, and you're not going to do any re-rolling or anything like that? Uh, I already spent two audience okay. for uh, a couple. I'll say at an 11, with that was a tech with a really good roll for an assist. We'll say it's functional. It's not quite perfect. So, like, there's some trouble here and there. Like, there's still some glitches to work out. So every now and then the Roomba just sort of like slams into a wall uh, and you just, in Zatek, you hear like, um, problem, oh God, oh God, ah! and then, and then you hear a crash and like as a bunch of random things fall down that he bumps into. Uh, so it's a little, we'll say it's working, but it's an, it's like an unstable chassis for now. Uh, and and mm-hmm. it's something over time we might be able to actually look into Like we should at some point, we don't have to do this now, Melissa, remind me to do this. Uh, actually start digging into some stats for him. Like actually statting him out as like something, maybe as a tech, you take like a, uh, like some sort of, um, some sort of talent. So there's, like sort of there's like a companion thing. Yeah, there's there? a companion like, thing. So so we might be able to stat him out as something like that, if you want to. Because if you start doing that, that means you might absolutely. Yeah. And stuff, so. Might as well. We've invested a lot into him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also uh, he hoping has, to... Uh, I've got that free philosophy every um, yeah. session. I wanted to do that role with him. Uh, sure. I imagine I'm spending a lot. He's getting a new sense. So I'm very curious about like what that's like mm-hmm. for him. Like, okay, uh, the one with all the weird stuff coming off of it, that's that, that's hard tea. Uh, the really big one, that's that's kill. Uh, those two kind of look the same because they're both about the same, but one of them is a little fuzzier than the other. That one's Jita. And then, uh, and the other That's one's mine. kind of racist, man. What do you think all <laughs> mushrooms look alike? What the heck? I'm disappointed uh, in you. Don't think about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead and do your research roll. Um, then what we'll say yeah. is shortly after that, uh, we'll say maybe three days. It's a little, I think it's, I think it's some, I think I put it at somewhere between like two and three. It's like two and three quarters days or something. Uh, if you look back on the Haven system map, it actually at the top has like suggested days, days of travel time. Um, so 
eventually you do Jita kind of get to the general coordinates where uh, your ship was directed. Uh, you guys have done your little projects here and there, um, and it's time to basically initiate the jump drive. So um, I'm going to need a couple tests from some folks. Uh, so we don't need to do everyone doesn't necessarily have to roll, but you're, I'm well, you're welcome to have like extra rolls from people. I think uh, we need an astronomy roll probably to help with sort of inputting uh, the actual uh, the actual jump itself. Um, something like an electronics role, knowing that you're going into potentially lay storm activity. So the kind of calibrate shielding, things like that to make sure it's going to withstand some of the shearing that might happen. Um, if you wanted to do like, if someone wanted to kind of manage supplies, like kind of like make sure you have enough supplies, check on things, things like that, that could be a planet's role. Um, other things. Uh, these are just examples. Uh, if you have something else in mind, you're welcome to do it. Can Mechanics I do that as operations? Uh, sure, I'll take operations. Uh, and then mechanics could be things like just mechanical health, the ship, stuff like that. Just just whatever you think your person would be doing or either in this moment or having done to lead up to this moment, right? Like in preparation for, like it's all kind of, we're being loose with time. So like, how do you kind of contribute knowing that this is dangerous? Like it, it is a dangerous thing. You're literally initiating your, your latest collectors and like you can see them opening up and you're starting to see like, this is a very ample field. So it's not gonna take very long. Like there are places in the galaxy where there's like a dearth of lay dust. So you're effectively stuck. Uh, and so there's certain systems that have much less than others, but you do find this kind of ample supply that you were just directed to. Uh, and so you're seeing your levels grow and grow and grow, and you're getting close to that point where you can kind of punch it and get the jump gate to open up and you kind of zip yourselves through. It's kind of like this, like a watery a sort of watery film. It's literally like a, like a sheen that kind of opens up in space and that you zip into, um, so let's go by one one by one. Zatek, you said you want to do an operations test? So yeah, is, just make okay. sure everything's set. I've been rummaging through every part of the ship trying to find any piece that I could use on my whole downtime activities thing too. So making sure there's nothing that's amiss, um, that kind of thing, just general ship yeah. prep. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, go for it. Give that okay. a roll. And let me know how well you do. I uh, got a six, though. So let's re-roll one of those ones. Okay. Oh, three. Uh, Grand so total? That a bit. Uh, 11 total. All right. So it's an 11. I don't have any other boosts or anything. And so you're basically just kind of like keeping things organized. Is that the idea? Like you're kind of... Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, you like uh, like as far as you can tell uh between the the basic supplies that you had on board kind of prior to putting the ship into repair and and, and sort of quarantine and then we'll say off you know off camera you guys probably got you know fuels you know kind of fuel filled up you guys got various supplies and things um you think you've you've you you think you're okay you think your fuel supplies are good you think you're your food supplies are good. You think everything likely is going to last you for about a month, uh, which is effectively the length of travel between sectors. Like you guys are literally traveling from one sector to the, to the next. It could take somewhere between kind of two and four weeks, depending on some, some routing. Um, and so you're pretty confident that you're 
you know, it might be a little tight here and there. Um, you might have to rash it if this is like a particularly lengthy issue. And if you ever run into a problem, uh, then that could be, you know, like problem with like, you know, navigation or something. It could cause some trouble, but generally you're, you're confident. Um, what about Maya? What is Maya doing as part of this whole process? Um, I, I'm, uh, not good at any of the seals you mentioned. Uh, but what I would so, conceptually like to do is, sorry, okay. go ahead. If you have an idea, I was going to say, like, one of the things the book even recommends uh, for something like wealth is literally purchasing supplies. So, like, it's something you might have done oh. prior. Like, it's not, we don't have to, like, itemize it, but it's just sort of, like, the general idea of, like, you leveraging, like, prior to leaving the wealth that you had to get supplies on board, like quality food, that quality would fuel. Be Awesome, and that's kind of uh, actually tangential to what I had in mind, uh, which was that um, I was actually asked about doing a uh, culture role, and or or maybe wealth, uh, because like given that we've been told to be a transport ship, you know, what would be okay. a good bribe? Because the Lilith and that outskirt. Can, like feels like something that would have to import basically everything um given so, how far there lilith is is like so lilith is sort of like a watchtower in some ways for the system for like in system like people coming into the haven system not via a jump drive so people coming into the system via like traditional drive because that's that's where it's out so far out um it, Lilith is primarily Legion, like it's their it's their haven outpost basically, and so they're used to sort of working in the cold because it's very cold. Legion love the cold; um, they hate the warmth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like it, it's certainly like it, it's certainly possible there could be various patrols out here because um, pirate activity is known to be significant. So it's certainly possible you could kind of come across like a like a like a Legion scout. Uh, it's also possible you could come across legitimate merchants or a real like fuel supply uh kind of kind of happening maybe you kind of uh trying to mimic some of what they're doing so i think all of that's legit so it's up to you um if you want to do culture if you want to do wealth your call um if they're they're both the same for you know what i'll do uh culture culture's higher sure um give that a rip Ooh. Awesome. Chad is stressed out about what may happen because of Zatek's uh, failed role. <laughs> we think we're okay. We think yeah, we have enough fine. resources. As long as nothing <laughs> goes wrong, you all are fine. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, that's a 18. <laughs> 18 is phenomenal. Maya, wow. at a certain point, as the, uh, we'll just montage this, um, as a, cer a certain point, as the ship was kind of approaching these coordinates, this sort of somehow known lay dust rich, like sector, not sector. That's, that's not the right word, uh, section of space, uh, along the Lilith, the Lilith orbit. Um, you do get, you know, like the ship does kind of get hailed. You get kind of get contact. Like what's your business here as like, it's just this, it's like a, a, like a small squadron of like Legion fighters just kind of shifting through here and there, just kind of checking, inspecting, and like you're asking, like, like they're asking, like, who are you, transponder call, what's your business out here, that kind of stuff. And 
we'll say like you've got stories prepped, you, you've got a cover story prepped. Uh, you specifically know because of that cultural role, the exact type of thing that would probably make the Legion less suspicious versus more suspicious. And so you offer like the story that probably sounds more realistic, more convenient. Uh, and so because of that, you, uh, we'll say you kind of keep um, you keep them at bay. So you don't get this like pre jump phase inspection, which like could potentially happen because that's sort of what they do out here. Um, not only that, but with that kind of culture with, with like sort of unexpected consequences too, um, you even are getting kind of getting random sort of beams out here uh, of, of other ships uh, kind of collecting this, collecting that. Uh, and so you maybe even kind of redirect them sort of to somebody else, like kind of send them off in that direction so that they get less interested in you. And like you, you notice you'd like, Oh, there's some kind of sort of stray sort of black, sig- black market signals or something out here. There might, I don't know. It could be, it could be nothing. <laughs> it could be something you never know. Da, 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 da. You kind of just throwing that out there. Uh, I love it. Of, yeah. <laughs> and so we'll say that like, you're just on comms for like a little while with them and kind of talking them down and everything. Uh, Dr. T. Uh, so as like, in the time in the time it takes the ship, which is, is again, it, it, how long it takes the ships to sort of fill up on latest really depends upon how rich the area is. And this is a rich area, so it's not taking that long. But what is Dr. T doing as part of uh, the process here? I, I don't know if it's necessarily a part of the standard process, but I'm going to be checking on our slumbering uh, cargo. Yeah. We'll make sure it's ready for the jump. Uh, last thing we need is you know, a bio emergency at light speed. Sure. Um, mechanics, biotech, medicine, any of those three, even electronics could probably be fine. Mechanics, electronics to check on the stasis, biotech or medicine to check on his vitals. Uh, I'll go with biotech. Sure. Uh, 16. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, so biotech is specifically used, in fact, to install people into stasis chambers, which is something that you all have to decide, by the way, whether that's something you're going to do. Um, and from what you can tell, his vitals, uh, he is in a, uh, he, the stasis chamber seems to be functioning. It is calibrated. It was pre-calibrated. There was like nothing you had to do. It kind of just sort of knew exactly the, the, the sort of, uh, vi- like his vitals or at least the range of vitals he might be at. Um, so you're noticing like minimal, erratic way there's nothing coming out of here that suggests any sort of um anything erratic one thing you do notice with that extra bonus is success though you're not the first to go you see there was a log of people who kind of accessed the uh, the stasis chamber and there's there there's like when you first installed him like yeah. back like three three days ago or so when you're on this pasha and then there's now uh, and maybe there's like one or two others and maybe you checked on them once or twice before, but there's like a stray, there's that kind of a stray access time. Like we're, we're like someone kind of accessed the stasis, the stasis chamber, just sort of check on it. Just a quick little blip in the log that, that didn't align, that doesn't align with like the, the two or three times that you've done it. It just seems a little yeah. bit erratic. Is it, you know, the first thought will be, was this pre- leaving planet or post uh we'll say it is so it was after you and after the install 
right. and I will we say it's time where we rescued him and stuff and probably it was it was it probably occurred roughly around the time that you were doing the install of kills surgery you know his knees like a day or so in to travel so stow away I'll let kill know because it's probably his creepy friend okay um we go, oh, I'm going to skip over Gita, sorry. Well, we're going to end with you anyway, because you need to roll the astronomy test to launch the jump. Uh, kill. Mm-hmm. Dr. T fills you in on this. What do you do with that? And then just generally, what is Kill doing as part of this process? I mean, usually Kill believes, you know, you treat your tools right, they treat you right. So he's typically working on maintaining the mechanical integrity of the ship. So that's largely what he does, maintenance and whatever preparation he can do to if there's going to be additional stress on the the hull from repeated jumps or going to multiple waypoints, kind of trying to think ahead for that sort of thing. Uh, as far uh, as other okay. information, let's start with that. Let's do the mechanics roll, okay. and then we can kind of follow up on Doctor T's discovery. Um, so he's been busy doing a lot of parkour, and uh, <laughs> he's got a whopping ten, but a plus three, so I got to thirteen. All right. Uh, you, so you're ba- what you're essentially doing is you're going around, you're keeping the, the, both the mundane drive and the jump drive, you're checking on them, making sure there's no physical component degradation that the ship can't stand. You're making sure there's no kind of issues with the hull. Like all of that seems to be well within norms. Nothing that suggests, uh, nothing that suggests anything's going to go wrong if you, mm-hmm. if you, uh, you know, at any point, the one thing that you do, um, that you do notice is it does seem like somebody somebody else's fingerprints, so to speak, like mechanical fingerprints, are kind of on the jump drive. Like you, you I'm, I'm going to presume that Kill with his very high mechanics is, is probably the person who, who kind of gets into the guts mm-hmm. of everything. Like not the electronics, it's probably his attack or Jeter or something like that. Same no. with the computers. But like Kill, like when we're talking about like using the, like the physical engineering of it all, Someone else's fingerprints, you think? Like, you're like, I don't remember routing that that way or this. I mean, everything looks fine. Doesn't look like anything's going to explode. Doesn't look like it's rigged or anything like that. But, like, some of the, like, some of it just looks just a little off to you, Kill. And then Dr. T comes in and tells you about what he found uh, as the log into your, uh, your Legion friend's stasis chamber. Yeah. Stowaway. Someone was fiddling with the buttons. All right. Well, that just annoys the piss out of me. I don't like people touching my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, it doesn't look like they tried to sabotage, but I could see they were in there. But I could plant. Yeah. I could create a false issue, hide, wait for them to show up to see if they'd fix it, then I tackle them. I like it. You know, it's that probably that one guy you were talking about who was all like, I'm here. No, I'm not. Hmm. I'll say I'm sorry afterwards. I'm still going to tackle him. Hmm. They'll probably respect that. Maybe. They said I was going too soft, so I think some physical violence is what will set a relationship straight. I think so. Right. Okay. So you're going to try to create a malfunction, like a fake, fake a malfunction to lure. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then lay um, in wait somewhere. Okay. Uh, 
give me a mechanics test to sort of okay. put in a, a like to try to make it look like a legit thing without actually screwing something up. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna roll something too. Don't worry about it. It's not important. Don't worry about it. Uh, nine plus a three is twelve. I'm really glad I've got that big bonus at the end because <laughs> I'm <laughs> not rolling great. <laughs> Melissa and my trade. Remember how great I was rolling in Call of Cthulhu on Saturday? Uh huh. So good. Just go ahead and carry it over to today. Went right through the new year. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. I'm going to leave that roll there. I'm going to show you it later. I'm not going to show you it now. I'm going to show you. I swear I'll show you it later. Okay. So, Kill, you you set up. You set up a trap. You kind of fake something. You even like it. Even mm-hmm. kind of gets the computer suggesting, like you know, it, it, like a yellow, like kind of kind of alert type of situation. Nothing, nothing too dramatic. Like the ship's not going to explode, but something that you probably want to take care of before you go into sort of a, a go into jump space. Like it's not the type of thing you want to leave uh, un, un, unfixed. You guys wait An hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, six. You finally get. Oh, I hate stakeouts. You finally get a, a a message from Gita saying like jump drives full, lay dust like lay dust capacitors are at full. We're ready to jump. No one's come by. I'll just, you know, what, at that point I'll just take like one of those wax markers or whatever you sometimes put something. I'll just I'll write you suck on there because <laughs> I know they're gonna come by and see it. <laughs> I'm just angry, so I'm just gonna let them know how I feel. You suck. Okay. Go if I ever see another shape that's not us with my bio lens as I'm going through the ship, because it uh, shows like outlines of living things through opaque objects. It's like, ooh, okay. So, are you all right? Are you actively searching? Or this just your? Are you actually a- actively like searching the ship? Every, it depends on if I was. It would definitely be more of a passive thing if I was never told that there's another okay. person. But I w- did say I was helping like boars seek out shapes and sure. kind of playing games with them to tell them apart, so he knows who's who. With the uh, shapes, I, I would say if that's the case, you're seeing familiar shapes. You're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing okay that looks like you know bipedal looks like Maya looks like Jita over there you know tentacle mm-hmm. that's got to be Dr. T you know like why why is someone that's a weird you're seeing someone like run up the side of a wall and do weird backflips which sounds really strange <laughs> knock on the door you open it up and there's kill inside so you're, you you kind of checks out uh all the shapes you've seen you you, you can kind of account for when you're sort of passing around uh, again, just passively, yeah. just kind of casually moving yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and at this point, we'll go to Jita then. Jita, you've everything's ready to go. You're just kind of waiting for that last little like it's 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 dumb. You just have to hit the button kind of deal. Uh, roll an astronomy test as you try to kind of set up like the jump to go specifically to like these buoys that you're kind of expected to hit like you're you're leaping over you're traveling through i'll show you guys the sector map i'm sure if you've seen it yet there's a why she's rolling all uh nice 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 so i have a 14 plus 6 is a 20. wow that's amazing (laughs) um okay the you all are kind of you know getting ready you're strapping in here and there the uh 
various warnings, klaxons go on, etc. You hear Jita and the ship uh, kind of shudders ever so briefly. Uh, anyone looking out a forward viewing point can see that kind of shimmery uh, field that, that opens up uh, from the jump drive. And then phew, you guys get sucked off into, bad phrasing, into jump space. Uh, there you go. Now, <laughs> you're traveling along. Everything's kind of moving fine. Um, Jita, you, I would say, with your 20, which is absurdly good, you notice within, like, literally an hour of, of getting in, 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 sort of, uh, in sort of this jump space, you were confident you set your, you know, you set the coordinates, coordinates in right. Everything was in right. Everything went in perfectly. You can immediately tell something's off. Like your ship is like, like, like you're, you're still in jump space. Everything's working fine. You're noticing that there is this rapid kind of depletion of like lay dust or there's like, like something like the ship just isn't functioning. Everything's moving like the, like the, the latest is sort of burning up faster than it should. Or, um, or in some ways it feels like your, your coordinates are like kind of, you're kind of already veering ever so slightly off. Like you're like a, like a, like a decimal point off on like a, on your kind of coordinates. It's just like something just feels, uh, very off and you meet, you immediately notice this. And this is around the time when you guys usually have to decide, are you stasising up for this? Because it's lengthy travel. You can pop into your own stasis pods. You have them. It's part of your ship. And you just kind of ride. Like it's a quick, you know, you fall asleep and you wake back up and you're there. Or do you stay awake the whole time? Which it's not the easiest thing on the mind um, to do that. So it's kind of up to you guys. So, so that's what you get, Gita. Uh, so everyone, um, so I, I, I... I double checked and I triple checked everything before I put it in, but something's just not right. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did something wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong though. Pretty sure I put in everything, but it's just something's not right. I, I, I would feel uncomfortable just going to sleep and hoping for the best right now. Is there anything we can do? realign course or something we we are where we should be but it's not working quite right i i, I don't know well, maybe we you can know what is going wrong because you don't usually you you don't do stuff wrong you're like you kind of know the ship on the back of your hand i think we, we probably have to spend some time trying to figure out what's gone wrong um i can just tell you that it's just not quite right at the moment. So, I mean, we could try to figure that out. we're still heading where we're supposed to be heading? Mostly. Not, 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 not so quite. So you're literally in jump space now. So, like, the thing opened, you popped ah. into it, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, so, like, you're, like, kind of sent off, almost like, I, I, I like, think of it, like, at least the way I'm thinking of it, like, Stargate, kind of, like, a woo, kind of going through there. Like, that's how I'm envisioning it. And, like, you're, you're just, like, a hair... It's like a, like there's like this tiny little decibel point like that's miscalibrated, but it happened so soon that by the time you get to your destination, like you're going to be literally a significant distance off course. If that makes sense. Um, where is everybody? Let's uh, let's kind of focus on that. Not that it's important. 
um, or anything. Um, <laughs> let's, take, let's take a look at the posh really fast. <laughs> let's take a look well, at the posh chat really fast. If we got a call that something was wrong for astro navigation, I would have probably headed to the Astromex lab. Same. Okay. Okay. With Jita. Okay. Uh, and are you doing this? If you're doing it over the comms, though, I feel like I'd be listening in. Yeah, I would be are saying, you it, over saying comms, it to so. us, or are you saying it through comms? So that we can through comms. It? Through comms. Because okay. I feel like just by default, I'm pretty much always in the the sure. little atrium. And I'm going to presume that just you guys have eternal comms. So like, there's no issues. Like, we don't have to worry about it. You have internal comms. Simple enough. Okay. Kill. I'm tempted uh, to look back and have somebody near the uh, the bridge. Okay. Not completely right. abandon it. Okay. Um. So, you got three of you that like are an astromaster. So oh, three of you are an astromaster. So you you hear so you like you you hear that Maya and Jita and Doctor T are an astromaster. So kind of they're just sort of digging through, like jump drive data, figuring out like what the hell just. What the hell just happened? Like, like, Gita, like your like your math, everything checks out. Everything checks out. Everything checks out. Everything checks out. And then you hit enter, and then for some reason, instead of it, you know, equaling five, it equals five point zero 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 one. And because it does, mm -hmm. by the time you get there in like three weeks, you're going to be a, a, a decent distance off course. While that's happening, um, Zatek, kill both of you. Roll awareness tests. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I think, oh, I actually have a plus one on that. Difficulty 14, actually, on this. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm going to use a grit. Okay. <laughs> I think I auto get it because uh, I had a one. If I re-roll it, the lowest I can get is a two. So I'm going to re-roll that. Can roll. You, you can, can roll, roll just one. barely. Got a 12 plus two just made yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, get a plus one on my rerolls with oh, my that's right. trick. Oh, so the lowest I can get is a two on this. Classic mm -hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. You can reroll it though in case you get like a six or something. You might be able to kind of rip it. Up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, got a so two higher than fifteen total. Okay. Um, you so Zatek, you're you're in the arboretum. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say for Zatek and Kill, this is essentially gonna happen at the same time. So, uh, so Kill. Now, one of the things you notice, Kill, is when you look over, as you're standing on like the like you come up the steps, you're kind of basically by the bridge, you're near the cockpit and everything, and you've got this little railing. You're kind of looking out. You got a sort of a walkway that goes past. You've got your, you know, the like you know that heading. Essentially, you know, one run direction will take you to the main airlock, heading in another direction will take you to like the armory, the mess, the scanners, the, some of the bunks, etc. You notice that um, there's like fraying electrical wires uh, that's giving off uh, like this little like this little kind of statically buzz by the armory. And then Zatek, you're kind of talking with you're, you know, you're kind of testing stuff and you're, you're talking things over with Boars a little bit. And mm -hmm. you realize that you see through the wall uh, of your arboretum, which shares a wall uh, with the armory. You actually see the vague shape of Dr. T moving about. 
And that I'm going to turn my head to where yeah. I think Dr. T is. Do I see another shape of Dr. T? Yeah. What's the distance on this? Because I don't think it goes on forever. Um, <laughs> like, it's not like you're not, like, I, you're, you're literally looking to like through multiple walls at this point now. So I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm cool to say you can um, see through one wall. I don't know if we can see through like. <laughs> All of space. 100 yards. All of space. <laughs> no, I look off in this direction. It says in the book. Let me look it up in the book. Okay. It's more specific. At least 18. At the very least, points. you could also just be like, Dr. <laughs> just G, what's your location? Like, on one comms? ship length, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, at the very least, you could get Dr. T on comms to confirm that he's an astrometrics. Okay. Yeah. Like, you getting a gun for some reason, Doctor T, in the armory? Uh, I can. Hey, uh, no. Kill. There's. Uh, you should check out the armory. Mm-hmm. I'll try and do so as quietly as possible. Okay. Uh, Practicing so- my parkour over the railing <laughs> and landing softly <laughs> on my feet. <laughs> All right. So you. Head over towards the armory door. And mm-hmm. normally your doors, we're going to treat them like there's just punch pads. You should, you just do a little mm-hmm. kind of quick scan. You open it up. We'll call it biometric. It knows all your scans, whatever. Um, it does not open up. You can see that whatever electronics power the door to open seem to have been damaged. Like that the, seems, seems to not be open. Yeah, I'm not having that. I'm just going to force it. <laughs> Okay, um, so go ahead and roll. Uh, we're going to call it, like, you're just trying to force it open. Uh, we'll make it a mechanics roll. 14, though, for difficulty. Unless you have, like, some sort of crowbar pry thing that you you, you carry. No, you I don't have any sort of toolkit for it. But okay. I've got a pretty good mechanics. Yeah, so 6, 5 is 11, and then I've got a plus 3. So I, okay. I do make it. You rip it open. Uh, and you see that the entire armory is in shambles. Uh, you can see that the you you probably have various drawers of where you keep your weapons when you're not kind of whatever your bigger weapons are. Maybe you, some of you carry them on ship. I don't know. That's kind of up for you guys to decide. Uh, but you can see that they're all kind of on the ground, mangled. Some of them are missing ammo. Uh, you also can tell that um, like the 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 overhead the the actual like vent- ventilation above you seems to have been like ripped ripped apart here and there, uh, and it's kind of landing on the ground. And there's like an open vent hatch above you. I I, I spent a whole afternoon organizing all those shells. That's just rude. It's not very yeah. specific in the book. Uh, it just says you see a faint outline of organic characters through non-organic opaque objects. Yeah. I'm cool with saying it's through a wall. I'm not mm-hmm. cool with saying okay. it's through like, you know, four walls or three walls and like a sure. hundred yards. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, but I will say that looking in the armory now, you, you probably, if you were watching the whole time or if you tried to look over towards mm-hmm. where Dr. T was, you look back now and maybe seconds before kills, um, kills appearance, like you actually see his outline. You see Dr. T tentacle, <laughs> kind of up into the ceiling and you kind of track it for a little while, for a little while, kind of heading to the sort of the far side. I'm going to try and run after it. Okay. Um, you, there's a door in the arboretum that effectively goes into 
uh, kind of engineering jump drive area. There's also one that goes into life support area. There's also one that goes into the mess. So on the map, um, mm. if we're looking at this, every these the three these uh, like kind of three grade um, like on the bottom parts of the map, like life support, the jump drive, and then kind of like the unlabeled bottom right section of the ship. All of them are kind of connected underneath like you can see that there's there's sort of layers and there's like you know rafters and stuff so you can either so you can potentially run out into like the jump drive area or into life support okay when you run into the jump drive uh you notice uh right in front of you uh two things well two you see dr t and you see him twice uh you see one that appears to be fiddling around with the jump drive itself uh, that is sort of hidden down and is kind of like scrambling around by the jump drive seems to be messing like in the, the internal workings of it. And the other one that you see hops down onto this like walkway, uh, between the, uh, between like where you're coming out of the Arboretum and sort of like where the astrometrics lab would be like, there's like a walkway that over like, like walks over like the whole engineering jump drive section. Uh, and you see what uh, what is a tenebrous nephilim, so the same thing as uh, as Doctor T. So tentacles galore, hops down, um, and as you as you open the door, you see one just fall down from like a ventilation shaft above, kind of looks over towards you, and it's just like, oh fuck, what do you want to do? <laughs> uh, hello, um, I don't think we were aware that you were here. This might not be you know aware to you but this is our ship uh what ship do you think you're on uh okay um <laughs> so this one like like there's one down is messing around with the jump drive and like a ways away it's like down and away um and then because like going down into the the sort of the sort of the ravine sort of speak like this dip into the bottom of the ship um it's like a there's a drop they shout out just kill him. and that's what they do they're going to shoot at you um as you see them <laughs> whip out with one of their tentacles a pistol and fire at you uh, yeah. all right so <laughs> that there are some unfriendly people here Double check and see if I get a bonus on this. <laughs> I'm gonna say in the calm too. Like the weight, I think the weight was off. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. So I rolled a 17 to hit. What is your defense? Oh. Uh, 13. Okay, so it'll hit. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's yeah. going to hit. Unexpected consequences, and I actually rolled a uh, I rolled a six, so I'm gonna get a strong hit off of it. Um, oh, that's okay. All right, so everything's fine. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I'm checking. I'm just checking to see if I have any extra fun stuff because some of them have like extra strong hits, but I don't think I have anything special. Um, so yeah, looks like I'm just going to do, yeah, I'm just going to do a critical hit then. All right. So you're going to take, uh, from this, you're going to take just two points of endurance damage. Okay. Uh, but because I did get a six, uh, I am going to, 
use that for critical damage. That's going to be three points of critical damage. So you're also going to take to a point. random attribute, right? That's going to be to or a random it? attribute. Uh, okay. There should be a rollable table if you wanted to roll it. Hang on. Let me make that visible to you guys. So there's in the roll tables, there's a random attribute thing that you can roll. Oh, great. I get to hurt roll. myself. So grit, hit to your confidence. Oh. Dear. Okay. Man. I like the Ow. little broken heart <laughs> picture with the table. <laughs> yeah. And then because I did technically get an unexpected, I got a, an unexpected consequence because I did get plus four. Um, Does that work on attacks too? For it, like, works on, it works on everything. It's any role, okay. I think. Um, okay. Um uh i'll just i'm just gonna say it's gonna make the it's gonna make the, another like one of its allies goal like what they're doing easier so they're gonna get the benefit flow on benefit for that okay okay so that's what happens um Ow. meanwhile the other one down there you can see their tentacles are all up in your jump track just like and just moving things around and stuff uh, you can see all like normally like there's this like fluttering like series of like rainbow coloring. Maybe it's Jita's influence. You don't know. But you can see that the lighting in the room is beginning to shift and change. Like the jump drive is doing things that it's not really supposed to do. Um, what do you want to do as a tech? Uh, please stop doing that. And I'm going to shoot my <laughs> canister at him. Okay. Go ahead. And you're shooting at the one that's on the uh, on the walkway. Uh, at the jump drive one. I'm more concerned with interrupting this guy. Okay. Uh, what's the range on your canister? Um, it is a range of two. Yeah, that's so, not, that's not a range of two. So you're going to have some penalties on that. Like it's, it's like the, like it, I, this isn't perfectly to scale with the squares. Just, I just couldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. Do I get, uh, is this like in combat where I get the two like actions? Yeah, we'll treat, we'll treat it like that. And, that's what I did with them. They, they, he took his action. Okay. That. Um, so I can do, um, uh, a reposition and then, uh, sighted shot. Okay. And that'll give me enough there. Or actually, so I get to add focus, which is three, uh, which will bump up my range. So we'll put you down on like the stairs or so, like on the way down. So you're a little bit closer and then Mm -hmm. now you'll be be in range. Go ahead and, okay. So go ahead and make your attack. Okay. Um, And this is a uh, trying to remember what role. This is a tactical weapon. Um, Six plus one. Oh, I get to reroll that one. Okay. Uh, uh, well, bumps that up hang by, on. So hang 15. On. Normally, well, well, uh, you, you, we're going to say you're 15, so 15 will hit. That would have missed. Don't mm-hmm. forget that on an attack, a six uh, can be used for something else. But you're use, You could still use it for effort like you just did, but you also could have used it for crit damage. I will tell you that unless okay. you rerolled, you wouldn't have actually even hit him. So you probably okay, I figured, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you did, cool. in fact, hit. You did in fact hit, but you won't get your your critical. Uh, you won't be able to use that for critical hit. So what is the, what is the damage on this thing? Uh, this thing on a sighted shot uh, does eight endurance damage. Eight um, endurance damage, very nice. 
Okay. That's very good. Um, okay. That's very oh, I should good. have got a plus two to hit on that um, for the weapon. I forgot to add that. But oh well, that's fine. All right, so we're at... Uh, okay. Doesn't kill him, but it's a big hit. You can see... Fucking quit that! You're gonna blow my fucking thing up! What's wrong with you? Uh, as he kind of turns back and looks at What's you, wrong with you? <laughs> you're literally shooting at your jump drive. And so it's just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Just kind of like the Mel uh, not Mel no, no, like uh, like the Brad Pitt thing. It's like yeah. you're firing a particle accelerator. What the fuck, man? Uh, as they are, one like, of us can survive in space. <laughs> but you can't fly, and you need a goddamn ship to get out of here. And it's jump space, you shithead. Uh, all right. So that is your that turn. Far. Okay. Um, Let's so so Zatek. If I'm assume you probably communicated something is going on with everybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So then, if that's the case, uh, let's see. Who normally? I think it's Jita and uh, Maya who usually go first in um, an initiative. I think those are the two highest. Right? Am I wrong with that? I think it's your should be check your character sheet. Uh, intelligence, and which is four for Jita. Uh, and mine is three. Is mine is three. Okay, so uh, so Gita does go first. Sorry, Gita goes first. Yeah. Okay, so um. So you hear first of all, you hear gunfire <laughs> coming from coming through the door that heads over to the engineering. Astrometric does collect to the upper upper level of engineering where the jump drive is, where somebody probably kill keeps his bunk or something like that, uh, and. Uh, and you maybe even hear as a tech calling like over the comms, like some sort of emergency or whatever. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay, so would we say that Jita can get past Doctor Chi to get out the door that's between Astrometrics and that little um, kind of catwalk over, or does uh, Doctor Chi take up that whole space? With you can get past uh, him. It's fine. You can get past him. Okay, then I would say that Jita would come out the door and sort of go eh, and see that there's a, another Nephilim that's straight ahead um, and oh, would <laughs> shoot at the Nephilim because that Nephilim is not right next to the jump drive. Okay. So okay. Um, let me look at my little things here. So I would say that I will... Um, so that would be a reposition which will move mm -hmm. me out um and then i will do a sighted shot okay so my attack is 2d6 plus 9 uh which is um 9 plus 8 is 17 that's the to hit and then Sorry, that I is think plenty yeah 17 okay and then um endurance and damage plus also, focus. that actually is also enough for that's four over so it's unexpected consequence so so defense of 13. sweet um and then it does a uh, six so damage plus focus is um six okay very nice okay uh anything else that you're doing um so she, uh, no, so that, that's basically it. She kind of came out the door, saw this thing, kind of went, eh, 
Um, and did her, you know, kind of like you kind of see the the glow sort of move within her, and then you see kind of the you know rainbow colored shot kind of come out right at this uh, nephilim, hoping to kind of hit core nephilim and just not like one tentacle that which she just you know shifts weight <laughs> and doesn't yeah affect go center mass. <laughs> at all go exactly center mass. Yeah, for sure because they'll just grow another. Uh, okay, so then yeah. it'll be uh, Doctor T or Maya since you're both at three, whatever order you want to go in. It's fine with me. Um, I'm going to spend the entirety of my turn in reposition. Okay. Because uh, I want to try and dart and make it over to the life support room. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, since you're, you're, oh, you're going to go down and up. Okay, that's fine. So you can go down and then yep. try to uh, you. You have to go up and through Arbor the Arboretum, but you can probably make it into the Arboretum I, just fine. Yeah, because there's a, a door. There's a door right oh where gosh. I'm hanging. Those are doors. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to try to Kool Aid Man the wall, that's that's cool too. No. Okay. So with that, <laughs> actually, I would land right there. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Then uh, Maya, what did you want to do? You hear gunfire uh, going on, and <laughs> there's a fight going on in your engineering. Uh, I'm uh, move, moving into the space, um, and uh, can I? And it's your mobility that's the movement, yeah. Yeah, like the map isn't perfectly to scale, so uh, like we're just gonna try to sort of ballpark it. Like, just you know, we'll just we'll just sort of okay. be friendly with uh, with ranges and stuff on this one. Okay. Uh, 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 I am just moving out here because I yeah. don't want to be behind. Jita. But sure. uh, so you shoot, push Jita down to the ground, step over top yeah. of her. Get <laughs> out of my way, <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> 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 And uh, take a shot at the not jump type guy. Okay, uh, go for it. Uh, <laughs> you you run run in and you just and they see another one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you reroll sixes on uh, hits? Sixes are, it's a strong hit. You can use it for effort to reroll a die, or you could, on an attack that's successful, you could use it for a critical hit, so you can use it to to actually try to do critical damage. It's up to you how you use it. Okay. Uh, so a, does, it, a, does a 17 hit? <laughs> yes, a 17 will hit, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have two sixes in that case that I did not use to reroll. Okay. Um, I can tell you with those two sixes, you are literally going to obliterate this guy. So describe Amazing. how you kill the, the kind of blue-skinned uh, Nephilim creature that's standing uh, on the catwalk above your jump, your jump drive and where Kill probably sleeps in that little beautiful bed right there. Amazing. Uh, you can tell so it's because of the pizza box. Yeah. I like how it's, his shoes are right here, too. He's got his shoes on the ground. <laughs> that oh, that is shorts. definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, she she's turned on her uh recording thing, and it's like perching right above her shoulder, and it's like a POV shot of this uh her her asses fitting shotgun. As it just sprays oh, this oh, oh, uh, acid onto this tentacle monster <laughs> and uh, just burns 
<laughs> Beautiful. It's, but but it's definitely just recording a POV. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, not only that, it will like eat into some of like the railing and stuff too, and sort of drip down. Do like the like the xenomorph sizzle in your own ship. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, okay. Uh, then uh, kill. What would you oh. want to do? I think you're the last to go. I mean, they. I spent a lot of time organizing other shells. I'm pretty pissed off, so I just come <laughs> charging, clung, 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 you know, facilitating the noise of fuel as fast as I can. <laughs> I like to think that comically, you rush around through the mess, through the arboretum, and you're rushing into the into the engineering room as Doctor T is rushing out. The door opens. You just kind of like bump like right into each other like right there in the middle of the doorway <laughs> and we'll kind of leave it there um so all right so this little guy uh is still here uh he is barely hanging on um he is going to okay um he's gonna, gonna kind of turn up to you and he's like well uh the rest will be here soon, so uh, hide and seek. And you see him start climbing down into this tiny little hatch, uh, disappearing into the vents of your ship. Um, it's at that point you guys sort of feel like a... And like you're... You like all sorts of these like alarm klaxons and warnings starts going off. You see like now that those of you that are in the engineering room and you see the jump drive, the jump drive literally sort of shuts down. This is very rare. This doesn't happen too often. There's a handful of reasons for it, uh, but you're just kind of ripped out of of jump space. Usually it's like a pirate thing. There's like certain tech and stuff like that can somehow can kind of kind of create these little dead spaces here and there and kind of rip people out. You guys have been in sort of a, a jump drive for like maybe an hour. Like you've barely been into it and you were already kind of get and it kind of shuts down. Uh, and then you hear like this um, kind of automated, uh, automated system kind of pop on your comms. Uh, that's like proximity warning, proximity warning, proximity warning, proximity warning. Uh, and uh, we'll end it there and we'll pick up on that little moment. Uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll see what you're really. Oh gosh! No. So I'm gonna go show you guys what I rolled. So if you scroll up a little, you can uh -huh. see I rolled three d sixes, and all three of them were sixes. Amazing! Wow. I wondered if that's what that was. Good so, night. Amazing! So yeah, it was just basically, you know, could you like, would they have fallen for your ruse uh, and gone down if they and, and had they had they rolled poorly they would have and you would have seen them before all this happened but they rolled so well they didn't fall for the ruse is, is, is basically how mm. i was doing it like that's just too good like three sixes yeah. is absurd <laughs> yeah it's just so absurd uh okay oh, oh man uh if only if only his attack would have passed that one operations roll he would have noticed that there is some food missing interesting Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, there's a lot of different ways. You <laughs> oh, you're fucked, <laughs> man. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll end it there. We'll pick up on that. Um, I'm gonna give the uh, space combat rules a once over. 
uh, just for funsies. Uh, we might need them. Not saying we're going to use them. We'll see how it goes. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> much like... ourselves up. That's true. It's just, that's true. Like you guys, I mean, honestly, this could have been a lot worse because this could have happened inside of like the lay storms, but you guys managed to detect it. You guys did so good. You had so many like little uh, unexpected consequences on a lot of your little roles. You kind of picked up these little clues here and there that something was off. So otherwise you guys might not have noticed that. And then like it would have happened while you're in stasis or it happened while you're in the, in the storms. And so you got it pretty quick. So like you really did interrupt them. It could have, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but we'll see. Um, okay. Uh, but we'll pick up a couple weeks. We'll see how it goes. Uh, why don't we do some close up plugs now and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, so, uh, we'll start with the Chuck and Joe. What's going on with DLK? Oh, uh, Wednesday, Dungeon Crawl Classics, Night Below. That's what I got. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what about Fridays? Yeah, Fridays, uh, I'm back. So we are playing Anvia again. Uh, the game system I'm developing for high fantasy stuff, and it's going well. Um, Perfect. They just did Perfect. a prison break last session and uh, only pissed off a lot of people, but it's going good. Nice. Very nice. Uh, Maitre, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I am Maitre Plays Games on YouTube, and uh, one of my things that I'm going to try and do this year is be a little bit more consistent. Um, that'll start, you know, next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> next so, week. Uh, so if if you're into the you know irregular tabletop content, uh, you should check me out. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, again, links. If you're watching this later on YouTube, check the show notes and stuff. Links are all down there, including I'll link, like I said, to the map that we use, like the little ship map and stuff over in the the Che Peku, um, uh, the sci-fi. Like they have two different Patreons. One of them is like fantasy maps. One of them sci-fi maps. I'm doing the sci-fi one, obviously. Uh, and speaking of Patreon, uh, you got something for us there, Jeremy? Yeah, sure. Check out Aaron Reese on Patreon. You've got comics, maps, tokens, fun stuff. Check it out. Perfect. Uh, as for us, we are back here tomorrow night with more Marvel Multiverse role-playing game. We are in Mojo World. Steven's had two weeks to prepare. He probably will start sometime about an hour or two before we begin stream tomorrow preparing, and we'll find out what actually he's going to come up with. Uh, so come hang out with us tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday, we got more Werewolf the Apocalypse. You can see uh, Melissa, Jeremy, myself in that. Uh, Friday, we are back to Delta Green. And then Saturday, uh, we are doing more <laughs> Call of Cthulhu, Eternal Lies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just uh, hit them with rain in cars. Uh, it was really fun. Last session was all fun. Mm-hmm. I almost killed everybody. And, and uh, is there still time left on the last giveaway for the Marvel video? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to win access to Demiplane uh, for Marvel Multiverse RPG, go over to YouTube. Like right now, if you're watching, if you're in twitch channel right now if you're watching this on youtube it's too late sorry my bad uh but if you're watching this right now on twitch go over to our youtube page adventures and lollygagging goes to the most recent marvel multiverse uh episode we have up there drop a comment and you'll be entered to win a, a demi plane access code so go to that now. all right we're good anything else i need to do melissa all good Okay. Uh, thanks for having everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid Dork Tales, who are playing again. I feel like they've been nonstop playing role-playing games for like the past 96 hours. So we're going to go ahead and raid them again. Sleep. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like, this is like the fourth time we've raided them in 
that time. <laughs> uh, see you, everybody. Bye-bye.